Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast for the Tour de France Grand Depart, stage one of this year's Tour de France in Copenhagen for the first three stages, not a prologue. It's a TT because it's over 10 kilometers long, so you can OTL and be out of the race, or you can crash out, obviously, reminiscent of Dusseldorf conditions today. Nasty weather in Copenhagen for this 13K city technical TT White painted pedestrian crossings, narrow bridges are plenty. My heart was in my mouth for the entire TT. Before we get into the results, as we always do, you know how we do TTs. I'll mention our show partner Zwift, the only online cycling platform that makes training fun year round. Whether you're a world tour pro like Matthew van der Poel, who played a big role today, or just starting out on your cycling journey, not only can you train and race across nine worlds, including a France world, although we're not in France yet, you can hop on social rides or the LRCP Zwift Club. So just make sure you're signed up to the LRCP Zwift Club via the link down below. If you want to join Zwift, you can head to Zwift.com for a free seven-day trial. But before I read the results out, Benji, was what was the talk yesterday about the weather? Because I don't remember the discussions yesterday. I was mentally, I was in the mountains. I was just getting in the zone for the month ahead. <laughs> what was the projections for the rain for like across this afternoon supposed to be? Basically, when we saw the start list of the riders, the order in which the riders were that were going to start, we saw that all the good riders that were supposed to be either GC riders or time trollers to go for the stage were early. And then we checked the forecast and the majority of forecasts were saying that it was going to be raining toward the latter part of this time trial. And when we saw the time trial today, it actually seemed to be the other way around because the weather started being rainy from the start. And we saw in the first hour and a half of the time trial, of the three and a half hours that we had the time trial, basically proper good rain. As Well, good. It's not that good for the rays either, but you know what I mean. And then it started like getting a bit drier to the middle, got wet for a tiny bit again, and towards the end, it really seemed to have dried up. So we had basically the opposite of what it seems like every team was expecting, except for two teams, Astana and Israel. So either they got lucky with failing checking the forecast, or they checked the one forecast that did predict the weather correctly today. But uh, yeah, what's your take on that? Is that um, a bit of a bad luck on the riders that chose to go very early compared to a Pogacar that went an hour and a half in when it started going a bit dry? Well, I mean, Pog was only 40 minutes after Roglic and Jonas. Yeah. It wasn't that long. I guess there were windows like Jonas and Thomas, Grant Thomas were in really heavy rain. You could see like massive spray off their, off their wheels. It was raining really heavily. So yeah, it played in a little bit, but also how aggressive people and comfortable people were in those corners. But certainly... It dried up for the last sort of third. There was a, a nice little window for the Lampart-Laporte region. And it was Eve Lampart who took the win. Like, I don't know what his odds would have been. Huge underdog for this TT. We've got Ghana, Van Aert, 
Vanderpool, Bissiger, Kung here, Pedersen here, and yet Eve Lampard takes the win, not by a small amount, by five seconds ahead of Wout van Aert, eternally second, Pagacha third, two seconds behind Van Aert, the best of the GC contenders, unbelievable TT from him, even though he seemed frustrated in the first third of it. Ghana fourth, I've heard in the Italian press, he had a uh, flat on Tubal City, didn't change in the second half, and his... Mm, but yeah, his T2 to T1 to finish doesn't say that. Van der Poel fifth uh, on 15.30. Pedersen sixth. Vingegaard seventh on the same time virtually as Roglic in eighth. They're the next two best GC guys. Then Mollema turns ninth, ninth and tenth and caught 11th, Benji. So I think Dylan turns there in tenth. That proves the exact point we're making. Dylan turns is not better than Grant Thomas in this TT. He's not better than Michael Matthews on that bike exchange setup. He's not better than uh, Alexander Vlasov. I'm sure he's a competent guy, but I think that, to me, that result really emphasizes how different the conditions were between the start, early starters and late finishes because he just finished. Yes, yeah, certainly. But the weirdest part for me is that when we saw the initial time trialists, like, for example, a match of Van der Poel, he seemed to have a steady tempo throughout the entire time trial and we saw if Lampard with a similar thing towards the end of this time trial for his time trial although the second part seems to be the faster part for him but when we look at the likes of Pogacar, Van Aert and Gena I feel like their second part was significantly faster than their first part compared to the competition that went earlier in the race and the question there is is that because of a wind change or is that because the second part of the parkour was drier than the first part or something? When you look at Lampard against MVDP, that's a good example you've just brought up. Lampard was the fastest from T1 to the finish. He was eighth at T1, and he did a massive negative split. Might not have even been a big power negative split. Could have all been handling. He did it 51.3 average on the T1 to the finish. Vanderpool, for example, was ninth in that section, 49.6 average. Like So that's almost quick maths two kilometers an hour difference and mvdp i was saying i thought took reasonable lines i think pagacha was the best in those conditions in the technical part pagacha was 13th to t1 then seemed to you see him shaking his head a little bit then seemed to get his legs under him and then he was second from t1 to the finish in worse conditions than some other riders so incredibly good second half from uh from pagacha and yet takes eight healthy seconds on Roglic and Pagacha. But Benji, I'm blaming you for Lampard winning. You knew I picked Van Aert in the preview for this stage. I was already counting my bragging rights. I was about to tweet 1-0 up because I thought he wasn't going to beat MVP, so I was going to have to eat humble pie. Then you tweeted that Wout Van Aert had already won. Everyone had. When I looked at the starting list today, everyone did. We are like, okay, so this TT is over at 5.20 and then we're going to have to sit through 80 minutes of nothing. And then Lampard takes the win. Like, should we be surprised? Like, he's didn't he beat Remco in Belgian champs like 18 months ago or something? 18 months ago, yes. But 18 months ago is quite a while ago, eh? And that was also in the period that Remco was coming back when it comes to his injury. Now, first of all, don't expose me like that. How dare you expose me like that? And then uh, second of all, when it comes to Lampard... I feel like he's always been the underdog for time trials. He's always been better at the shorter ones and the longer ones. And I considered him roughly a 
fourth to seventh to eighth candidate for the storm trial did i consider him going well to win the storm trial no but i do think the weather helped him in that i do think the weather is the reason that he's winning today the weather changed between start and finish if he starts with the first widest he might not win this time trial but does that away take away from the time trial for me no because that's that's how the race is ridden that's how cycling happens weather matters in time trials and yes the second part was a drier part than the first part but if lampard is the uh the winner of this time trial and it's uh a victory that is uh i don't know it's it's odd because you still have people on social media talking about the Lotto Sudel versus Yves Lampard thing from the uh, Belgium tour. I was surprised that Tim Wellens didn't come out of nowhere. Did, did Tim Wellens not come out of nowhere in the final kilometer to punch <laughs> him off his bike or something? I mean, I blame. <laughs> I think Wellens has got himself to blame for that. I never really spoke on that too much. <laughs> I thought, I was like, meh, you stuffed yourself. But that, yeah, that is a separate thing. Uh, the bigger controversy was... Uh, his socks were like, they put Remco's to shame. They were around his hip, his socks. And then Radio Tour English, uh, the English verified account of the Tour de France Radio Tour tweeted Lampard disqualified the space at Belgium Tour. But I only read the first half and I thought he'd been disqualified from this. Uh, I think a few people hastily going to the bookies uh, during that. But, yeah, I don't know if they were deliberately baiting me. They got me. But he wins. The funny other thing before we move on to the GC guys, Benji, he's one of the only specialized guys not to wear that ridiculous helmet that Vlasa was wearing. Um, I think Benji tweeted he looked like he had his wisdom teeth out. He had a heat pack on his <laughs> on his uh, cheeks. But Lampard was in the normal helmet. And so a bit of a marketing I don't know how you spin that one if you're there. They were, anyway. Um, but yeah, how is, I feel like Belgium wanted Van Aert to win and take yellow because now Quickstep takes yellow. They were criticized by the British press and people like me for not taking Cav and now they take yellow. Yeah, I think, what's the mood in Belgium now? I've got absolutely no clue. I haven't gone outside since the time trial ended. I can imagine that half of the country's in riot because uh, Van Aert didn't win, but it's also meant to be like that. Van Aert getting second is uh, just in his blood at this point, so doing it again when it comes to the yellow jersey here on the first stage is not really a surprise from that aspect. He had to be beaten by someone, and Lampard was just the only rider left that could do it in the final, so destiny arises, and that's how Lampard won, but I don't know. I don't know what the feeling is going to be like in Belgium when it comes to the winner. I do think that the majority will be happy uh, about a Belgian victory. And um, I don't know. What will Van Aert think about this time trial? Because getting second in this time trial, for example, is, first of all, very sad for the victory. I think that's the, the overwhelming thought of him during this stage. But on the other hand, before this Tour de France started, we were speaking about the green jersey and the impact of the time trials on that green jersey. And we know that when he gets 20 points a second, gets 17 points, he's gaining 17 points over pure sprinters in this yep. time trial. And compared to a Vanderpool taking 11 points, Mespedes and 10 points, that's already a small advantage as well. So is this not kind of a, a win in some shape or form for him? Yes and no. The 17 green jersey points is nice, is good. The problem for him and why he's going to be, I think, a bit upset is the time gap to Lampard because it's not under four seconds. That's the problem. So Wout would go into yellow if he comes third or better in any of the sprints in the next three stages, if there are sprints, but he won't. He has to come second to go into the yellow jersey. That's the problem. If it was one second, two seconds, three seconds, then he's like green jersey, yellow's still well on the cards, looking good because he's got a nice time gap. 
lost his time gap to say who's the Lundpool's eight seconds. He won't be his ten second gap on Pedersen. So I need to check this exact. I'm, I don't think Pedersen, if he wins tomorrow, would take yellow on no, no. Uh, Van Aert, even if Lampard lost five seconds. So yeah, it's. It's bittersweet, I think, for Wout van Aert. Uh, but Yumbo, I think, Benji, to be honest, I was just, as someone who picked Roglic for the, to win the Tour, I was just like, just don't crash. Him and Jonas, just don't <laughs> crash. Can't win the Tour today. Seriously, I was like, I don't care if it's eight seconds, take some, lose some. I am surprised. Polk took eight seconds on them. Like We keep being surprised by Pikachu's TTs. Well, at least I am. Um, but does this, does this TT change anything about your pre-race sentiment for the GC battle? Not necessarily. While I did have Pogacar, it helps him out, of course. But this stage was not the all qualifying deciding factor of this uh, of this Tour de France for me. The most important factor here was: is anybody going to be hindered by it or crashing out in this time trial? And that's not the case when it comes to the GC riders. So we've got all three of them: Pogacar, Roglic, and Vingegaard getting through the stage unharmed. Yes, there's a tiny bit of difference there: nine, eight seconds on Vingegaard and Roglic, but. I think the main factor here is that I think Jonas had a very, very good time trial, despite we know that he can time trial well, but I might have put Roglic ahead of him for this prologue initially. Oh, yeah, I did. In dry conditions, for sure. You looked at Dauphiné, Roglic beat him in that CT, and at Dauphiné TT, Roglic, I remember I did the side-by-side, he was going careful through the corners, but Jonas was way more aggressive through the corners, and he had terrible conditions with Thomas. So Jonas sent it, didn't crash, great TT, and they're the best of the rest after Pogacar out of the GC contenders. I uh, will read out the list of GC guys. It is Pogacar, eight-second lead on Jonas and Roglic. Then it's Adam Yates on 15 seconds. He went late yeah, for the Ineos riders, so he beat Thomas. Thomas on 17. Vlasov on 24. He also didn't go at a, right, a great time. Martinez, 36. Haig, 43. He said he had a flat in the TT. Caruso, 47. Mass, 48. O'Connor crashed, I believe, on 53. So big gaps. Like 53 is no joke to O'Connor. And in terms of the podium, he's now already best part of 40 seconds behind Thomas. Like you ain't going to get that back on Planche de Belfie, I don't think so. And then there's the stage 20 TT. So already big moves for the podium in this stage. Uh, one TT, I will say, Thomas um, Ineos marginal gains with the new TT bike, but then forgot to take, tell him to take off his G-Lay before the TT. So marginal gains, maximal losses. Um, and yeah, he wasn't very happy after the TT. He was very, very mad. And he was mad after the Swiss TT too, where he wanted to go for the stage win, I think. Uh, Ghana had a flat tire, apparently, as I already said. Bissiger, though, he started early, Benji. Beat uh, Ghana in the UA to a TT, similar length. And it just, from the first corner, I was like, he's going to crash. First corner, it looked bad. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, it's also the tension throughout the time trial that seemed to increase when it comes to Bissiger. So getting through the first corners was already a bit messy. And then there was like a pothole in the corner and he was like looking even more messier there. And then he started skidding away with his back wheel at a certain point during that time trial. And I think just, the mental pressure of all those things happening each corner after another was probably the reason that the halfway to time trial, you already knew that nothing was going to happen here for Bissiger, and especially when he actually started crashing in corners. He crashed in one corner, then he crashed a bit later in another corner, and you see that 
during that period he was already like taking the corners rally really slow so i don't know is it i i felt like the tires of Bissinger slipped away when he went slow either yeah Rooch crashed as well and looked a bit meh when it comes to his potential collarbone so let's see what happens there but when it comes to Bissinger i felt like when he was going slow through corners as well he was already skidding away a bit so is that perhaps equipment related or was it purely Bissiger related? Well, it could be tire pressures too high. Vorters said on TV they had low pressure that they knew, but Powers did a good TT early, I think, or not a, not a bad one, uh, at least. Uh, that's not true. He came 44th. Uh, yeah, so Powers, for example, 14th in the quote-unquote non-technical 52k an hour section of t- to T1. And then he was 106th. Did he crash? 106th at 47k an hour average, powerless, according to PCS from T1 to the finish. So EF, definitely something wasn't right across the board, at least from what I can see. Uran, terrible TT too. So not a great day from them. Group Armour, FDJ too. Coombe was awful, Benji. Um, But, 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 Patrick, this is a level of sport you will never understand. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. Maybe one day I'll be able to work for a good cycling team. Uh, but Kuhn came 14th as well. I don't think he crashed. I'd, I'd, yeah, it just, it's either EF and Group Armour had equipment issues or Bissiger and Kuhn aren't good in the wet or it's a combination of the two or they just got unlucky with the weather conditions. But those are two guys who were sort of nailed on for top 10 in this TT. But speaking of guys going all out, First to T1, you'll have to look deep down the time splits list to find him, Christophe Laporte. First to T1, five seconds quicker than Lampard, around the same perfect window of this TT. He went, because they didn't think he was their top guy, and then he crashed in, I think, the bicycle corner on some paint when he pedaled. Do you think, here's the, here's the debate, Benji, embrace debate to steal from part of my take. Do you think Laporte, a quote-unquote domestique, but a good rider in his own right, should have been going full gas in this TT? I think if you asked me before the time trial, I would, I would have said, no, don't go all out. Stay safe on your bike. We need you when it comes to uh, helping out Yumbo and try and get Yumbo into... Yeah, just work for Yumbo in the later part of his race, so we don't want that person to crash out in the initial time trial. But looking at his initial time check, I was like, mate, you're beating Lampard. And then you're actually on your way to win this time trial at the end. So by that point, you're like, yeah, if you can actually take the yellow jersey here, as a Frenchman, I would have said, of course. So it's kind of like that two-sided thing, you know? You don't want your domestiques to go all out because you want to be able to have them safely in this time trial but on the other end he was doing so well that he could have gotten the yellow jersey so if that's the case then he should go for it that makes sense for sure it's it's a tour de france yellow jersey if a yumbo visma rider can take it it, well it's better than lampart taking it and he had a realistic non-delusional chance of taking it he just crashed and that was his tto it didn't look banged up he slid but i think you got to go for it um, especially in a TT that suits him, and especially when it looked like Lampard was going to beat Wow when he probably set off. So any other news from this TT, Benji? I don't really... I, I think you just... If you're Yumbo, it just reinforces there's a good chance Pogacar takes 30 seconds at least in the final TT on Roglic or Jonas. 
Yes, certainly. It reinforces that you need some time before that final time trial, and I think it might reduce the confidence for Roglic in that final time trial a tiny bit, but where did Roglic necessarily lose the time in this time trial? Is it a straightforward? The corners? Corners. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I'll do a side by side in my video tonight of them doing that narrow bridge left right chicane, and I reckon mm-hmm. Pagac just put a second into him just there at least. Like Roglic almost came to a standstill. You know what? There was the white and red padding. Yeah. Like yep. he took terrible line. Or was just over breaking. And Pog was like, Whoop! he just like a knife <laughs> through putter. He was beautiful. Like the lines Pagac took in this second part of his TT, flawless. And MVP was just. MVP would have won this TT, Benji, if he went in the Laporte window. I think your pick actually aged really, really well in terms of his technique and handling was really, really good. But any other any other things from this TT? Jungle started the race, I think, technically positive for COVID, but he came, came 12th in the TT. Um, he got to start because he's not contagious. I would say, weren't you surprised? Oh, Asgrim doesn't look good, but speaking of Daniel Schrader's, Weren't you surprised how little camera time Mads Pedersen got? I swear they didn't show him. Same. I was so shocked when suddenly he was at the finish line. I was like, mate, Pedersen's already on the road? I didn't see that. So it felt like they skipped over him completely. And it's also kind of the the bad part of having four riders of such caliber within a small amount of time because there were so many top-level riders on the road right at that time. Was it not the same time as... Vanderpool and Roglic, if I recall? I think so. Yeah, that's... Yeah, because they had all the big guns going in one window, and then there was another window with Pog, Van Van Aert, Ganna, and we could barely see... Even Ganna, we barely saw too much of. It seemed like, yeah, the space. We need more motorbikes. Uh, I'm not sure anyone's ever said that about a pro cycling <laughs> race. We need more motorbikes taking out people. Um, but yeah, I don't think uh, I can't remember who got Minutemen. But yeah, and it was a Minuteman was almost a disadvantage that they held you up. But that was the TT. Lampard takes yellow. Patrick Lefebvre burner account in ecstasy, and we might see him leading out his their big sprinter tomorrow. Yellow leading out Jakobsen from Roskilde uh, to Nyborg. Nibor, uh, it's supposed to be good weather, 22 degrees, sunny tomorrow. Uh, wind is supposed to be headwind on the 18K bridge, but that could change. Probably crosswind before then. It will be very, very stressful. Carnage before then, 202Ks. It looks like a flat sprint, but it might be reduced. Who are you going with, Benji? Quick step, one, two, two stages in a row, or who'd you pick? Philipson, Pedersen, Van Aert, Vanderpool, reduced group? You went for Jakobsen last time, I think, in our big preview. I went for Philipson, and I'm going to stick with my Philipson pick for this one. I, um, while on one end, I wouldn't surprise me if Jakobsen takes it. He's the uh, fastest man on the peloton if we look at the successfulness of the season so far. But I don't know. I, I rate Philipson, and I want to see that quick step train work out first before I judge it completely. So I don't know. I'm going to go for Philipson on this one. I'll go with Jakobsen. Pedersen's shape looks good. I, my big concern, Benji, I'll have to stick with Jakobsen. My big concern is Asgren. I don't think he looks right. His knee looked bandaged up. Yeah. He's very important. Less important now that Seneschal's in, but mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think we're going to see some very early games tomorrow, maybe even some arguments. You remember the UAE 2 with Alperson when 
They told Benji that they actually did do a really good job pacing the break back when they let three Gazprom riders go away in a group on a flat stage and let Matthias Varchek win a sprint. They did do a good job, um, apparently, <laughs> but um, we'll see tomorrow. They've brought like six 85-kilogram rulers that can't really do too much outside of Philipson and Vanderpool. Will they be willing to commit multiple riders late if there is a break? I would say they should. Uh, will bike exchange pace for Gronovec? And will teams look at quick step? Now they have yellow. There's more onus on them to pace as well. I don't think, yeah. And then there's also going to be the GC teams fighting for position. So anyway, uh, break probably won't win because the Peloton going to go crazy before the bridge. So it'll be interesting. Hopefully there's crosswinds. Um, but yeah, thanks to Zwift for supporting the podcast as always. Our presenting sponsor, go check them out. Get your free seven day trial to follow along during the Tour de France. That's all from Benji and I. Opening TT done. No GC contenders lost. No Valverde into the barriers. No Walfanart Rollish crash. I'm happy with that. We'll see you tomorrow. Ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 